It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. The puck steered up the far side, back in the Fort Wayne zone. Siebenauer will just handle it with five seconds to go. The Indy Fuel players begin to high-five at center as the Indy Fuel, for the second time in three years, are headed to the Kelly Cup playoffs. The Fuel clinch a playoff spot tonight with a 5-2 victory over the Fort Wayne Comets. Welcome to the End of the Hood podcast, the official podcast of the Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. As you just heard at the top of the show, the Indy Fuel are headed to the Kelly Cup playoffs for the second time in three years, the third time in franchise history as they have clinched a playoff bid with the victory Saturday night over the Fort Wayne Comets, coupled with a Wheeling Nailers loss. The Fuel solidly in third place in the Central Division, 11 points ahead of the Fort Wayne Comets. The Comets have 12 games remaining. The Fuel have 11 So the Fuel 22 points ahead of the fifth place Wheeling Nailers. Wheeling cannot catch the Fuel now. So the Fuel officially headed to the Kelly Cup playoffs. And looking forward to that. Who will the Fuel play? That will be determined over the next 11 games. It will either, in all likelihood, be the Cincinnati Cyclones or the Toledo Walleye. Cincinnati currently leads the division with 89 points. Toledo has 88 points. The Cyclones have a game in hand over the Walleye, but both of those teams are on insane winning streaks right now as Toledo has won 17 consecutive games while Cincinnati is 16-0-2 in its last 18 games. The Cyclones have won six consecutive games. Their last loss was an overtime loss to the Fuel back on March 4th in Cincinnati. So those two teams playing some great hockey. And the thing is they only have one head to head meeting remaining this season. That'll be on April 7th. That may go a long way in determining who becomes the division champion this season. But both of those teams currently on amazingly long hot streaks. And as a result, they have pulled away from the rest of the division, but they haven't pulled away from each other because of the fact that they're both getting two points basically every night out. So it appears the fuel right now, as we said, solidly in third place. They have an 11-point lead over Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne has 12 games to play. And so the fuel, basically their magic number to clinch third place is 13 points that either they gain or Fort Wayne does not earn in the next 23 opportunities, 11 games for the Fuel, 12 for Fort Wayne, including two head-to-head matchups that will take place the final weekend of the regular season. So whether the Fuel play the Cyclones or the Walleye is yet to be determined, but it'll almost assuredly be one of those two teams in the opening round of the Kelly Cup playoffs. For playoff ticket information, head to IndyFuelHockey.com, and that will get posted very shortly, and you can reserve your seats for the Kelly Cup playoffs that will begin the weekend of April 22nd. The Fuel, in all likelihood, will be on the road. As we mentioned, they're 11 points back of Toledo with 11 games to play and 12 points back of Cincinnati. 
So if the Fuel finish third, they'll start the playoffs on the road the weekend of the 22nd and the 23rd, and then be home for a potential three games the following week as ECHL playoff series are 2-3-2, where the team with home ice advantage will play games 1-2, and 7 at home, and the other team will play games 3-4 and 5 on their home ice. Well, the Fuel got there last week by getting three out of a possible four points in games against the Toledo Walleye and the Fort Wayne Comets, and the Fuel have won two of their last three games. They have five out of a possible six points in those three contests. And since February 28th, the Fuel are 6-2-1, and one, have been playing some pretty solid hockey here as we head down to the home stretch of the season. And the home stretch means home cooking for the Indy Fuel. They're in the midst of a six-game homestand, and they are in the midst of a run of 10 games out of 11 that will be played at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. That started last weekend with the 3-2 overtime loss to Toledo and a 5-2 victory over Fort Wayne. A three-game weekend set all at home takes place coming up Friday. The Fuel taking on the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. That will be our spring break and a do 317 night. 7 o'clock face-off. Saturday, the Kalamazoo Wings are here for a 7 o'clock face-off. That is State Fair Night. And then Sunday is a family fun day and a kids eat free day as well as the Fuel take on the Kalamazoo Wings. That'll be a 4 o'clock face-off. That is an hour later than originally scheduled at 3. They move the game back to allow the players to get some extra rest. And then the homestand concludes on March 31st when the Wheeling Nailers visit the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Road game in Toledo on April 1st, and then four more at home over the last three weekends of the season. Another Sunday matinee against Kalamazoo on the 2nd. Saturday, Sunday, Easter weekend. Saturday night at home against Iowa. Sunday afternoon at home against Cincinnati. Again, that was a game rescheduled from December. And then the home schedule will close on April 14th against the Fort Wayne Comets the final weekend of the regular season. So lots of opportunities to see the fuel at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum this season. Eight more home games of the 11 that remain on the schedule. The Fuel got here with a weekend where they got three out of a possible four points, and it started Friday night against the Toledo Walleye, a game they dropped 3-2 to two in overtime, but the Fuel rallied twice to get the game to overtime and get a point, which is something that really nobody's done against Toledo this season. Andrew Blount tied the game in the second period with a power play goal, a one-timer from Alex Weidman. And then with the fuel trailing by a goal and the goaltender pulled, Spencer Watson did this to tie the game. Back to Spencer Watson. Handles the puck, feeds Lemos, left circle, surveys. Looks for an opening. Back up top, Spencer Watson. Shoot, scores! Spencer Watson through the traffic. Ties the game at two. The fuel with the goaltender pulled. Set up Spencer Watson above the top of the left wing circle. And he beats Kosa. Through a maze of bodies on the glove side. Time of the goal, 18.45. We're tied at two. It's Spencer's 15th of the year. That was Spencer's 15th goal of the year. Toledo drew a late power play and scored in overtime to win the game 3-2 to and extend their winning streak to 17 games. But 
the fuel, get a point out of that all important standings point, get the game to overtime and gave themselves a shot. And obviously Toledo ends up winning in the extra session. The next night, the fuel take on the Fort Wayne Comets and they win that game five to two. The key is they got started early. First shot of the game, first shift of the game, Chad Yetman finds himself on the scoreboard thanks to a good play from Alex Weidman. Indirect pass to Yetman. He'll shovel it into the Fort Wayne end. Kielb and Weidman both go after it. Kielb goes down. Weidman takes the puck. Feeds it front. They score! Chad Yetman, 36 seconds into the game. And the Fuel lead a one to nothing. Alex Weidman on the forecheck was able to separate Kielb from the puck. Then fed it out in front from the office to Chad Yetman in the slot. Quick kitchen release to the back of the net. And the Fuel have scored first. It's one to nothing. And then in the closing minutes of the first period, Yetman, Weidman, and Colin Bielik combined for this goal at 18.57 of the first. Back diagonal, Vanell with some space. Feeds it out in front for a deflection that goes high. Yetman, right circle, Weidman to Bielik. He scores! Tic-tac goal, the Fuel lead it two to nothing. The Fuel scored 36 seconds into the first period. They topped that in the second. The teams were skating four-on-four when Chad Yetman and Alex Weidman entered the zone two-on-two and delivered this goal to make it three-to-nothing. Alex Weidman across the Fort Wayne line, two-on-two. Weidman feeds it low for Yetman. Back to Weidman. He scores! Give and go. Weidman to Yetman. Back to Weidman in the slot. The Fuel lead it three-to-nothing. Took him 36 seconds to score in the first, 25 in the second. They just brought it into the zone, two on two. Weidman fed it low to Yetman and then drove toward the center of the ice. Got inside the D, was wide open. Yetman put it right on a stick. It's Weidman's 18th of the year. Andrew Ballant had scored the night before, and he is often known as a penalty-killing specialist, a four-checking ace for the fuel. But he showed some dangles on this play midway through the second period, going around a defenseman and then feeding Luke Brown to put the fuel up 4-1. to one. And Indy will bank it out to center. Ballant hops on a loose puck, brings it across the Fort Wayne line. Left circle dangles, feeds in front, Brown scores! Andrew Ballot with a great play, dangling around the D, feeds it to Luke Brown, catch release back in the net. The fuel lead at four to one. Fort Wayne's Adam Brubaker scored less than a minute later to cut the lead to two, but the fuel did a great job of seeing it out as Zach Driscoll made 14 saves in the third period. Logan Nyhoff added a late empty netter, and the fuel skate away with a five to two victory. The Fuel now on the season are 7-2 and two against the Comets. They have won the season series. They've won five straight over Fort Wayne going back to New Year's Eve. They have two games remaining the last weekend of the regular season, and both of those games could involve teams that have already sealed their spot in the standings and will just basically be making tune-ups for the postseason. But we will see. But always good to win the season series. For the second straight year, the Fuel winning the season series over their rivals, 
to the north in Fort Wayne. The fuel also defeated Fort Wayne 6-2 to up at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum last Sunday as Spencer Watson, Colin Bielek, Luke Brown, Chase Lang, Zach Vanell all scored, and Colin Bielek actually scored a pair of goals in that game. The fuel connected three times in the power play as well in that contest, the 6-2 to victory over Fort Wayne that got this little winning streak started. Now 2-0-1 in the last three games, and now continuing this long homestand with three games this weekend. Greenville's a team we have not seen this season. That's Friday night's opponent. They have been playing some really solid hockey, though. They are in the mix in the South Division. Right now, there are four teams separated by three points in the standings. And then you've got the Atlanta Gladiators hanging back in fifth place with 70 points. And even Orlando in sixth with 66. Basically, you've got six teams vying for four playoff spots. Orlando probably maybe a little bit too far out as they're eight points back of fourth place Florida. And Florida's got four games on hand on them. But you've got a really tight race for the division title and for the four playoff spots with Atlanta potentially knocking on the door as well to try to get into that. So they're going to be a desperate hockey team, a team fighting for every single point in the standings. The Fuel, pretty much assured of where they're going to be. They're in the playoffs now. And so that'll be an interesting matchup. It's the only time we will see Greenville this season. It's the first time we will have seen them since the Kelly Cup playoffs in 2021. And then we'll see a very familiar team, the Kalamazoo Wings. The K-Wings are going to look a lot different from the last time we saw them. They went on a selling spree at last week's trade deadline, trading a lot of their frontline players for futures and for players coming back, potentially future considerations that are coming back to them at the end of the season to try to rebuild their roster for next year and gear up for a playoff run since they are currently well out of the playoff picture and soon to be officially eliminated from the playoffs. And so... They're already looking ahead to next year and building the 2023-24 roster. So we're going to see a lot of new faces for the K-Wings for the two games this weekend on Saturday night and Sunday afternoon. And again, a reminder, Sunday is a 4 o'clock start. That's an hour later than originally published the 3 p.m. start that we had published, but we had decided after consulting with head coach Duncan Del Mayo to give the players an extra hour of rest. Let's meet our guests on this edition of the Under the Hood podcast. Our first guest is Brian Lemos. He is a second-year member of the team, came over last year from the Kansas City Mavericks in the trade that sent Mike Lee to Kansas City, and he has just been a tremendous player for the Fuel. was a point-of-game player last year with Indy, nine goals, 16 assists in 24 games, and this year has been relied upon more as a three-zone guy, a guy at plays a lot in the defensive zone, uh, a guy that kills penalties, does a lot of different things for this team. 14 goals, 20 assists in 56 games. He's plus seven. And last weekend played his 250th ECHL game, all with either Kansas City or now the Indy Fuel since signing in the ECHL after a very successful four-year career at Providence College. That is in his hometown of Providence, Rhode Island. He's actually from East Providence, Rhode Island. So here is our conversation with Indy Fuel Forward, Brian Lemos. 
Brian, as we hit this home stretch of the season, you've been through this a number of times now. How important is it these last 15 games to really work on your details and start building some momentum going into the postseason? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's been something we've been focusing on. Um, and I think for us it comes down to the little things. Mm-hmm. And obviously going into playoffs, you, you want to be playing your best hockey. So um, that's probably the most important thing for us right now is just, um, you know, uh, bearing down and, and focusing on those small details. Since coming to Indy, you've been a kind of a, a key cog on this team. How last year when you were traded here mid-season, how quickly did you just jump right in? Obviously, skating with Jan and uh, and Spencer, and have continued to just be a really important piece on this team. Yeah, I think it was great when I got here. I think um, you know the coaches, Dunks, uh, they, uh, showed confidence in me made me feel comfortable and um, we have a great group here so um, it was pretty easy to settle in and get going and um, it has been since. Obviously being here for a full season now what has this year been like being able to hit the ground running with the, with this team? Yeah it's been great we got off to a hot start um, we hit uh, hit some troubles recently but um, we're working to get out of that we know what we need to fix and uh, we just got to focus on that and uh, continue to, to stack days and get better. The game winner last week against Kalamazoo started a three-game win streak for you. But how big was that goal, obviously for the team, but also for you? Yeah, it was big for me. Um, obviously, points and goals, they don't come as easy. Um, and it was nice, but right now I'm not really focused on that. We have 15 games left, and uh, we need to get the playoffs, and, and we need to be uh, where we need to be to uh, be successful in the playoffs. Just describe the the game that you play and the way that you really try to play well in all three zones? Yeah, I think um, I try and be responsible um, in all three zones. Obviously starting in the D zone, um, something I pride myself in. I, I'm a good skater, so you know, helping D uh, on the rush, backtracking. Um, I'm a smaller guy, so I think um, I'm not going to throw big hits, but when I'm playing with physicality, I'm at my best. Um, definitely uh, moving my feet and attacking players, making them, uh, forcing them to make bad plays. So, uh, yeah, I just think the biggest thing for me is I'm, I've never been uh, the best goal scorer on the team. Um, I've never had the most points on the team, but I, I, I like to pride myself in playing uh, the right type of hockey. So. Describe the chemistry you and Spencer have. You played together a lot here in the last year. Yeah, I mean, we have chemistry more than just on the ice. We're, we're good buddies, um, so that helps a lot. He's a great person. Um, I love him. And, and on the ice, uh, it's it's nice to work together. And with Keone, too. Yeah. <laughs> Last year, at the end of the season, you earned an AHL call-up. And not only that, but got a chance to play in your hometown of Providence uh, with, the, with the Pete Bruins. How special was that you not, or how special was that for you, not just to get that call up, but also to play in front of your family and friends? Yeah, it was very special. Um, you know, after college, there was one point I didn't think I was going to be playing hockey, so uh, for that to happen, it was pretty exciting. And then just to think about my family being there and how much they've done for me, um, it made it that much more surreal having them there. Um, you know, my, I've talked about my parents before; they're great people. They support me with everything I do, and 
and um, for me and for them, it, it was a great feeling. You've played this division a year. you played the Mountain Division for three. I hear there's a lot of talk about two very different styles of hockey. What is it like playing in the Central versus the Mountain? Yeah, I think when I was in the Mountain, it was, uh, it was a lot grittier, mm-hmm. um, kind of a heavier game, a lot more penalties. Uh, and here I feel like... Uh, definitely a faster game um, almost everyone out there can skate there's a lot of great players um, but now that we're coming down to, to playoff time you got to remind yourself you know maybe it was good to play in that mountain division because you got to get to the net you got to play hard you got to do all the little things like I said that are going to help you win so um, there are differences uh, I, I I have enjoyed my time here I do enjoy the hockey I like the style of play the uh, play that Indy plays so uh, yeah I mean it was it's good to see two different types of hockey for sure what's been your favorite thing about being a part of this team this season I mean it's obvious it's it's obviously the group that we have um, you know it, it definitely feels like a family the coaching staff the guys in the locker room I think I think that's what it comes down to because yes we're hockey players but uh, but you know just in life you need friends you need family and and it makes it that much easier along the ride so that's our convo with brian lemos the next couple of conversations are going to be two of the new guys with the fuel one thing duncan delmeo has done as well as mark bernard with the chicago blackhawks and rockford ice hogs is adding new players to the team part of that is because mark bernard's been calling guys up to the ice hogs and leaving some holes on the roster that duncan delmeo needs to fill and Part of that has been Mark Bernard bringing guys to us. Rockford Trades have brought Max Golod, Zach Jordan, both of those guys currently in the American Hockey League, as well as Colin Bielek, who was called up to the AHL as well this week, as well as Logan Nyhoff, who scored his first goal with the Fuel on Saturday night against the Fort Wayne Comets. As far as players the Fuel have signed, Finn Evans, a rookie out of the University of Vermont, had five points in 29 games with them this year up front. And on the blue line, Max Coyle was signed last week after tallying a goal and four assists with Bowling Green. His defense partner was signed the week before, Zach Vidal, and he has quickly made an impression with the Fuel with a goal and two assists in his five games with Indy. He scored his first pro goal last Sunday against the Fort Wayne Comets. And also, just recently, we have seen Tyler Cobran claimed from the Atlanta Gladiators via waivers, and he will be added to the Fuels lineup to replace Colin Bielek, who was called up to the American Hockey League's Rockford Ice Hogs here in the last week. So a lot of new faces on this Fuel squad for the stretch run, and we'll hear from a couple of those. The first is Zach Vanell. As we mentioned, a goal and two assists in five games since signing after a successful season at Bowling Green, where he had a goal and 19 assists this year. He was third on the Falcons in assists, was the leader of his junior hockey team in assists, had 172 games, 96 assists for his team at Camrose in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. He signed with a fuel on March 7th after a really solid college career and has really fit in with the fuel, he's already quarterbacking one of the power play units. Here is rookie Zach Vanell. Zach, first of all, you've been here now a, a little bit over a week. Can just describe what your transition to pro hockey has been like, and what your experience has been like here in Indy so far. 
Yeah, it's been great so far. Um, it's a quick turnaround from the college season, but uh, the organization and the guys have made it really easy to transition to um, playing the pro game and um, got right into it with the 3-3, three and three, which was good, and got my feet wet. But, um, no, it's definitely been uh, a lot of fun. You have a lot of 3-3s three and threes in college other than maybe the first round of a, of a conference tournament where you, you have to play those three games in 72 hours? Yeah, it's it's a lot different. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, you're practicing throughout the week and then play two games on the weekend where it's more spread out here and then you go into the weekend sometimes with three three games in three days. So it's a lot different, but it's a lot of hockey, so it's, it's, it's a good time. What is what you've noticed so far maybe the biggest difference, biggest jump between playing in college and playing at the pro level? I think it's just a lot less run and gun. It's mm-hmm. more uh, positionally sound. Uh, you know where guys are going to be. Um, a lot uh, smarter game. Um, so you got to kind of you know adjust to that. But um, it's definitely a lot different with uh, just guys being in the right place at the right time. So um, a lot less run and gun and more positionally sound. Your first goal comes on Sunday, and your first weekend as a pro. How special was that to be able to take the puck home uh, from Sunday night's game? It was awesome. Um, I had my parents in the crowd, so that was pretty great to have have them witness that. And um, no, it was just a good play by uh, Yeti, who threw it in the slot, and I thought I'd just hammer it, and luckily it went in. So it's always good to have a good setup, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> always helps. What's been your favorite thing about being in Indy here so far? I think just how uh, how I've been treated, um, top to bottom. It's been great, um, great organization, and just every. Uh, Every little thing is, um, you know, done with uh, great care and detail, and um, the guys have been awesome too, which makes the transition really easy. And um, no, I just uh, really love everything about it. You went to Bowling Green this year as a grad transfer. Just describe what that process was like, playing four years and then coming to a new room, and then obviously you're coming to a new room for the second time this season. Yeah, definitely, it's a lot different. Um, you kind of go into the portal not knowing where you're going to end up and then you go on a couple of visits and see what it's all about so you try to get a good feel and then you make your decision from there whereas here you kind of look at opportunity and see what you know an organization is all about you make a decision you know right away um, after our season ends so it's a quick turnaround but I mean they're both very similar in their own um, they're both very similar um, the process on where in, uh, where to decide to go so no, it's been good, um, and especially here, it's been really easy to make that transition. Uh, Max Coyle joins you this weekend. Uh, did you guys were you guys a D pair at Bowling Green, or did you play in different pairs? Yeah, we were uh, a D pair after Christmas. Um, we got paired together, and I think he uh, complimented me really well. Um, he's a tough kid and plays with a lot of heart, so it's always nice having a guy beside you that plays that way. And does that help, too, having somebody in the room that's a familiar face when you're joining a new team? Yeah, definitely. I think um, since I was here first, it kind of helps him a lot, too, Mm -hmm. just coming in, which is always nice. But, I mean, um, for me coming in right away, it it didn't seem as tough as I thought it was going to be just because the guys here are so so great. So it made that a lot easier. And I think um, having him come in, you know, I can help him, you know, get adjusted and relax a little bit. You 
graduated with a degree in business administration. Are, are you still finishing your MBA here at Bowling Green, or are you taking classes while you're while you're playing here? Yeah, I am. I'm currently finishing up online, so I'll be done. Uh, at the end of April, and then I'll have my MBA. So how special is that now that you've got something that you can take in your post-hockey playing career with that degree? Yeah, it's always nice. Um, have my degree from Merrimack mm-hmm. and then my degree from Bowling Green, which is nice to have in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. So lets me, you know, relax a little more on the <laughs> hockey side of things, I think. And then, um, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's great to have that. Um, but... Yeah. Describe yourself as a player. I know Duncan said he really wanted to add some puck movers when he signed you and and some of the other guys on the blue line. Just describe the game that you try to play. Uh, I think I've adjusted to play more of a 200-foot game. I kind of came in um, to college, you know, not being as experienced as on the defensive side of things and produce more offensively. But I think over the four years, I kind of transitioned to a 200-foot play. Um, that can move pucks and contribute offensively. So I take a lot of pride in my defense now. But, um, yeah, I definitely think I can move pucks and um, get the pucks to the forwards. What's your goal for for the rest of the season? Just be in the lineup, contribute as much as I can, um, you know, do what it takes to go on a push in the playoffs. That's Zach Vanell on the Under the Hood podcast as we talked to him before Friday's game against Toledo. Our last guest is Colin Bielek. Colin was acquired by the Rockford Icehawks from the Manitoba Moose on February 27th, and then the next morning was in the Fuels lineup as they took on the Kalamazoo Wings. He had played with Trois-Rivières. He's played eight games with the Fuel, has four goals and an assist, including a pair in last Sunday's 6-2 victory in Fort Wayne, and he had a goal on Saturday night in the 5-2 win over the Comets as well. Two years he was the captain of the Army West Point hockey team. We'll talk a little bit about his upcoming military commitment as well. Had 18 goals as a junior, had 11 goals this season, had 93 points in 127 games with the Black Knights over the last four years. And earlier this week was called up to the Rockford Ice Hogs as well. So another player on an AHL contract that had been playing with a fuel that earned himself a call up to the next level. So here is our conversation with Indy Fuel forward Colin Bielek. First of all, Colin, welcome to Indy. Just describe what the last few weeks have been like coming here to the Fuel and uh, how much you've enjoyed being a part of this team. Yeah, it's been a super easy transition. Uh, I'm just really excited to be here. The guys in the locker room have been incredibly welcoming, so it's made that that transition just much easier. And, uh, you know, it's fun to be a part of an uh, organization that like this. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to take it in stride and, and enjoy it. Uh, with each game here. You get traded on Monday, and you're in the lineup at 10.30 on Tuesday morning. What was that transition like, uh, coming here and really on short notice, lacing up and playing with a new team? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, when I first found out, you know, it was kind of a, uh, kind of a little bit blindsided, but um, I was excited to get closer to home, and and uh, I'm being from Michigan, so uh, but a quick turnaround on Tuesday. My girlfriend was out with me on uh, up in Quebec, so we both flew back. And uh, you know, as soon as I got back, I think I was playing like ten hours later. So, but uh, you know, it was uh, it was easy. Like I said, uh, Dunks has been really. Uh, 
you know, really good with me and, and getting me a part of the lineup and an easy transition to learning all the systems too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that transition there was pretty quick. What was it like playing in Trois-Rivières, especially in a little bit different culture in Quebec and um, and making your pro debut with that team? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I'm incredibly thankful for my time in, in Three Rivers. Um, you know, some of the friendships I've got there, I'm sure, will last a lifetime. Uh, a lot of those guys I'm incredibly thankful to, to have played with. I learned a lot, especially a lot of adversity being living in, our, um, living in an area where I've... Uh, you know, I'm not, not used to, I guess. Uh, being in Quebec is just, I mean, there's a little bit of a language barrier, but I, I really did enjoy the adversity that kind of faced throughout it. But, um, you know, it's it's been, uh, uh, I just try, try to take whatever experiences I've had to being with whatever organization I am, just try to take the best out of them. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful for my time there. The two years as captain at Army, what was that experience like for you, especially leading your team and, and having the college career you had? Uh, yeah, my I, my time at Army, some of the best years of my life. Also, some of the hardest years of my life as well. Uh, some some really cool experiences that I that I went through while I was there, and um, you know, being a captain on the team, incredibly thankful. And uh, you know, everybody on that team's a leader. Uh, going to a school like Army, so um, my job there wasn't wasn't that tough. But I really I took a lot away from going to a school like that and playing on a team like that. And the the men and the the people a part of that organization. Uh, uh, are probably some of the greatest people I've ever met. So um, a ton of thanks to that to them. And my roots there will always be uh, part of who I am because uh, I'm in constant communication with the people there and the coaching staff. So uh, just incredibly thankful for my time there and the player that I became um, because I went there. What is your role in the military? Is I know you'll have your commitment eventually to, to serve. Yeah, uh, as of right now, I'm a part of the. When you graduate from West Point, everybody commissions as a second lieutenant. But I did not commission because I um, currently playing professional sports. So uh, as of right now, I'm a part of the inactive reserve. And once I'm finished playing professional hockey, then I'll owe five years to the United States military. What's your specialty? Uh, I I will be a field artillery officer, and uh, my po- I'll be posted in Fort Carson, Colorado. Wonderful. You were an All American last year. How special was that to earn that designation? Yeah, definitely pretty cool. Um, you know, like I said, like I don't I don't think uh, a lot of the stuff that I achieved uh, playing. Uh, college hockey would have happened if I wasn't given an opportunity to play at Army. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm bl- big believer in my faith, and God had a plan for me, and he put me in a spot where, uh, you know, I was able to to display what I could bring as a player and uh, develop as a human in his image. So, um, you know, just a lot of that stuff, I give it all give it all back to him. And, and uh, you know, a lot of the, the people at Army really developed me as a player and a person. So, like I said, like, none of that happens if I'm not at that school. What's been your favorite thing about being an indie so far? The people. <laughs> I think that's definitely the, uh, you know, it doesn't matter where you're located and anywhere, but the people make make the place. So uh, the people here have been so incredibly welcoming. I'm, I'm, I've had genuinely, I'm having a ton of fun right now. Um, I love being a part of this team. I love the, the people that are a part of this organization, and I'm just trying to enjoy it and smile as much as I can because uh, I'm, ha- I'm just having a lot of fun right now. Last time you saw these guys, you scored two goals on Sunday. Just describe those two goals and, and 
what that game was like, especially to come away with a big road win against them. Yeah, um, you know, I can just I just feel in this locker room, it's it's refreshing. Like uh, that, these guys, like everybody, is pushing in the same way. We're all pulling the boat in the same direction. So, uh, you know, when we came away with those points, it kind of was a, a little bittersweet that weekend that we came out of. I think we got two out of six, but you know, this weekend would be great for us to pick up three out of four. So, um, you know, it was a big uh, big win for us, and it was kind of cool. I've never played in that building before, and I got a little chippy too. But I'm I'm assuming it'll probably be the same way tonight, and I know these guys are ready for it. So I'm just kind of excited to get out there, you know. 11 games left for the regular season. What are your goals for these last 11 games going into the playoffs? <laughs> get our team in the best position to, to uh, make a good playoff run, get some confidence going into the playoffs as well for, uh, for myself, and just contribute as much as I can uh, wherever that the coaching staff wants me to contribute and um, you know, just to kind of display what I can bring to the table. And, and uh, you know, I'm just, I just know that there's a feeling in that room that we can win any type of game for any game. So uh, with just a handful of games left, and uh, I feel like the standings are tight. So um, we don't know who we're going to play here in the first round, but I know we got a chance to, to clinch tonight. So hopefully we can do that. That is Colin Bielek, Indy Fuel Forward, on this edition of the Under the Hood podcast as we talked prior to Saturday's game against Fort Wayne. Again, lots of opportunities to see the Fuel coming up. Three this upcoming weekend, March 24th, Friday night, spring break night, and a do 317 night as the Fuel take on the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. It's the only time we will see the Swamp Rabbits this season come dressed in your best beachwear enjoy drink specials and it's a do three one seven nights so three dollar beverages one dollar hot dogs and seven dollar special t-shirts while supplies last saturday a state fair night as the fuel will take on the kalamazoo wings seven o'clock face off enjoy all of your favorite fair foods and games and the fuel will wear special state fair jerseys celebrating our partnership with the indiana state fairgrounds who host us at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Sunday is our always fun family fun day and kids eat free days. The fuel take on the Kalamazoo Wings. It's also Tooth Fairy Appreciation Day as kids eat free after the game. Enjoy a post-game skate with the team and the fuel will also pay homage to the Tooth Fairy and all the hockey smiles that keep her in business. That's a four o'clock face-off Sunday, the 26th against the Kalamazoo Wings. Next weekend, two more home games. Friday, March 31st is Made in America Night, First Responders Night, and a Do 317 Night. And then also Sunday, April 2nd, another home game against Kalamazoo. It'll be a 5 o'clock face-off. It's a family fun day and another Kids Eat Free day as well. So lots of Great games coming up. We'll also mention Saturday, April 8th is Pucks and Paws Night. You can head to IndieFuelHockey.com to buy the Pucks and Paws ticket package to bring your canine friend to the game Saturday, April 8th. And then Sunday the 9th as well will be another family fun day, another kids eat free day. And it's going to be Easter as well. So the Easter Bunny is going to be in attendance. So is Tommy Hawk, the Chicago Blackhawks mascot, on Sunday the 9th. Again, that is a rescheduled game from December, and that will be a 4 o'clock face-off. And then the regular season schedule concludes on April 14th, at least the home portion of it, when the Fuel take on the Fort Wayne Comets for Fan Appreciation Night. Get your tickets for those in all of the upcoming Fuel home games. Those are all of the upcoming Fuel home games at Ticketmaster.com at the getting at a Farmer's Coliseum box office. Check out IndieFuelHockey.com or call 317-925-FUEL 
for more ticket information. And also check out IndieFuelHockey.com for playoff tickets. And the playoffs will begin on Friday, April 22nd, as the Fuel will either take on, in all likelihood, the Cincinnati Cyclones or the Toledo Walleye to begin the postseason. We want to thank you for joining us on this edition of the Under the Hood podcast. I am Andrew Smith. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going Under the Hood with the Indie Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndieFuelHockey.com.